Hello, and welcome to the great debate. I am your impartial referee, Michael Vincent, and this is an epic battle between two, well, between one brilliant, insightful industry leader and between an obvious glutton for punishment. Today's topic is when will the bubble burst in the freight market? Let's meet our contestants. First, in this corner, the magnanimous, the powerful, the always insightful, Craig Fuller. And in this corner, this sometimes interesting and often mildly entertaining, Zach Strickland. Thank you very much. So the ground rules. Each will have one minute to make a point, the other will get a minute to retort and then make their point back and forth as we go. Voting is on the home channel, go into the home channel, start your voting for the winner of this uh, debate. And um, with that, let's get it started and decide who the winner is of this great debate. Gentlemen, are you ready? I am ready. We're ready. Excellent. Zach? Well, let me see, who is actually up? Who, uh, uh, let's do a, f no, let's check my Venmo account here. It is Zach. Zach Strickland actually gets the first point, so Zach, take it away. All right, if we go up to our first uh, set of data here, uh, we're gonna look at the outbound tender volume index. And you can clearly see that we are entering an extremely anomalous period of time with our OTVI in the blue there. This is our current year in the blue rising 25% above previous year levels. Down here in the green and the orange, that's 2018, 2019. Clearly, this is not a sustainable amount of volume. So the demand side of things, very heated right now. It's still going up right now, uh, and that's fine. You know, things are still getting going in the market. We're still percolating, a lot of reaction to COVID outbreak. Shippers are still adapting to this market and, and what the new behaviors are gonna be. But we know at some point in time, that this is not going to sustain just simply because look at the other peaks right there. It dropped way back in March and it's gonna drop again here in the next couple of months. Well, Zach, that's interesting for your perfect zero record. Good luck today. I, I, I really wish you luck because you need it. Um, let's re just recall where we were a couple of months ago. We were right here when we had our last debate and you actually said the market was gonna flatline. You did not believe that the market would accelerate. But this in blue shows how far and how wrong you were. And you're wrong again. Let me explain why. If you look at normal seasonal patterns, what you would expect this time of year is that the OTBI index would dip. It did not dip. It's continued to accelerate. And that acceleration is going to continue. The Federal Reserve, combined with Congress, has put so much money into the economy that what we're seeing is actually $5 trillion of government stimulus into our economy right there. That is the proof that you need. Excellent. First round. Craig, now you can make your first point. Well, I think in, in terms of what we're seeing in the market, Zach, mm -hmm. we are seeing unprecedented volumes. This is not only a black swan effect that we saw last year, but all or, or back in March, last time we were here together, it feels like a year ago, uh, but also what we're seeing right now. And what we're seeing is unprecedented. You keep reverting back to seasonal patterns to keep talking about seasonal activity. This is completely different than anything we've seen. This is not something that's gonna report back. What's happening right now is this is all stimulus dollars. What we're gonna see is other 
demand return to the market. Have you tried to buy lawn care uh, or lawn equipment? Have you tried to buy barbecues, furniture? You can't get it right now because of all of the demand that's out there. People simply are buying a lot of product and it's propped up by the federal government. All right, well, I totally agree with you. If we go to my next chart here. <laughs> We'll go ahead and talk. No agree. You're not allowed to. This is a debate, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's a foul. <laughs> Ten points will be deducted from uh, the often mildly entertaining Zach. Checking, Proceed. checking Mike's Venmo account once again. So <laughs> we're looking at customs import shipments. So we're talking about freight coming into the country. This is something that feeds the freight market in general. So we're looking at this year in blue. And you can see the big dip way back there in March. And it's tracking underneath the previous two years. Imports are still underneath where they were last year. This means that there's not as much freight coming into the country to move right now. This, this impact that you're talking about, yeah, there's a lot of pent-up demand. Sure, people are buying a lot of freight right now, and they're buying a lot of goods, but they're not spending it on capital expenditures. This is, this is what drives the majority of the freight market, is those well, big purchases. Okay, but now, you're looking at... Oh, don't I get my full? Go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. So when we're looking at this here, it just means that these eventually, that speed that we're seeing in the freight market right now and the, and the domestic trucking freight market is going to come to a close at some point because it's going to run out of space. Ooh, just so, a minute of time. So, Great. Zach, bottom line is this. As we saw volumes a second ago, you're talking about customs uh, volumes, the amount of freight that flows across our borders. You're, you're comparing 2018 and 2019, but let's go back to history. 2018 was the surge caused by trade fluctuations and the threat of global tariffs. 2019 was a freight recession. You remember that, correct? That's why volumes are there. What's driving the freight market today is domestic demand. And it's because of the Federal Reserve and the amount of money that they have pumped in through monetary policy combined with the congressional stimulus with PPP and uh, the CARES Act. It's $5 trillion. Do you realize that's bigger than the entire federal budget for 2020 was put to us in really 45 days? The customs data does not tell you all that. You have to look at domestic volumes. And people are spending it on food and other things that are perishable. It is Craig's point, I believe. <laughs> so when we look at what, what we're seeing here in the market is we are seeing massive amounts of activity. We're seeing activity that is completely unprecedented and it's gonna sustain. So what we're gonna see from here on out is we've seen this government stimulus and amount of money come into the economy. That is going to continue to happen. And as the economy starts to deal with a new normal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> then consumers are going to resume new normal activities. So right now we have this pent-up demand, getting surplus activities, prepping. What we're going to see now is all that dollars flow through the economy and continue to prop up demand. Yeah, so you say. And, and right now, what, what are all these companies doing with their money? They're sitting on it. So let's go to my next chart, my next point of the LMI. LMI, uh, Logistics Managers Index, for those of you that aren't familiar with this, this measures capa trucking capacity in the orange and inventory levels in the blue. Now, if you look all the way back in 2017, 2018, we see a very similar pattern divergence between the two, indicating that we're gonna see a lot of trucking movements as well as inventory levels increasing uh, for a period of time as the freight flows through the economy. We're starting to see the very front of that right now. 
The problem is, is that we are seeing inventory levels expanding too rapidly and trucking capacity decreasing too rapidly. Eventually, this is going to come into correction. Warehouse capacity is going to come offline. We're gonna fill up those warehouses and eventually it's gonna have to normalize again. Like you say, the new normal eventually will happen and we're not there yet. You keep assuming that what goes up must come down. And I say that it's things are different. I say that the economy in a post-COVID world is completely different. Now, you refer to inventories. Inventories are high because companies are holding more product to protect their supply chains. I think not only is that sustainable, but that will continue to happen, particularly as we see global borders uh, continue to be under pressure. There doesn't seem to be any relief in terms of allowing for international flights. They seem to be canceling because of concerns about US health and, and wellness. Um, in addition to that, I think what you're gonna see is, even if inventory, if companies do start to draw down those inventories, guess what that means for freight? That means that volume comes out of those warehouses and enters our market. Once we see a return to consumer activity and we get a vaccine, this trend will continue on. Gentlemen, excellent debate so far. We've got about three minutes left, so it's time for closing arguments. Being the uh, defeated or winless, however you want to look at it, Zach, you have one minute for your closing argument, and then we'll have Craig. Let's pull up our last chart here to make our, my closing argument. All right, so we can't agree on, agree on demand, but one thing that we can probably agree on is that capacity will eventually correct itself. This right here, the average long haul spot market rate in the United States, there in the blue, along with class eight orders. It's, it's almost a scientific process here. As when spot rates increase significantly, everybody goes out and buys a truck. They get on the road, they start hauling that freight. So the volume may keep coming, uh, even though we may disagree on that, but eventually all those carriers out there will start spending money on trucks because they can go out there and make a ton more money uh, on the road trying to capture that market share. You can see it clearly in this line. They are correlated tightly. A little bit of a lag uh, in terms of they wanna make sure that it's in their account first, but then they start spending that money and buying these trucks up right here. And you can see it already happening even after the COVID scare and everybody's holding onto their money, it's starting to uh, correct again. Yes, but Zach, you have to remember volumes lead rates, and that's what we're seeing. We've not seen peak rates in the market. And the latter half of 2020 promises more demand. It's just, there is some seasonal inflation that you're gonna see. The fact that July has been so strong certainly bodes well for the rest of the year, because usually July is really soft. But I wanna point out something really interesting that you haven't factored. You talk about capacity. Capacity does come back online. People do buy new trucks when rates are high. But the insurance companies and the insurance policy is what's going to be a natural barrier to growth. The way the insurance companies are managing the freight market and managing trucking companies in terms of their policies, in addition to this new government policy that talks about having to have $2 million of basic coverage, it's going to really keep a lot of that growth of capacity out of the market. Hmm. Excellent debate, gentlemen. Excellent debate, gentlemen. Uh, as we wait for the votes to come in, I just want to thank everybody for this wonderful, for this uh, attending this wonderful uh, uh, event here between between uh, <laughs> the bull and the bear. And uh, I think we're getting our results in right now. And. Um, 
They're talking to me in my ear. I think I have the winners here. So the winner is Zach at 83% today. I, I don't know. This, this is Makes fake sense. news. Well done. Fake, you sense. guys at Freightways are fake news. I demand a recount. Fake news. Russian interference. Stay tuned for fuller speed ahead. Two. By the way, Thank two. You, gentlemen. just because you win a popular vote doesn't mean you're right.